Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Caves Across Apologetics. I am Patrick. And I'm Tony. And here uh, we uh, crack open once again against all oppositions by the uh, Greg Bonson. And uh, we're, we're coming up to the uh, kind of the end of our book. We've got uh, kind of one more uh, uh, chapter that looks at kind of uh, all humanity. And then we kind of dig into specifics of uh, different religions and different false Christian religions and um, talk about uh, justification uh, there. Uh, but uh, he, here in um, chapter nine, the unbeliever is a believer. Uh, wow. here, here's something that um, if the atheism chapter didn't make you angry, this one might <laughs> make you a little bit more too, because we're going to say, no, no, you do know there is a God. And actually the way that you act uh, guarantees that uh, uh, you uh believe in in that in some way and so yeah. uh, how how are we able to justify that well that's uh that's what we're going to do here in chapter chapter nine yeah all right so uh starting off he says that in previous chapters we started to go through the, the kind of three basic ways that people try to develop a worldview to counter christianity and we said you know this the the worldview is the the way that you look at the world and so you might not even know that you have a worldview that the, the uh, the person you're talking to might have not even heard of of the term worldview before, but it's that that uh, underlying okay. assumption of how you view things in the world and kind of how you take in information and uh, divvy it up into uh, what you kind of consider as acceptable, not acceptable, believable, unbelievable, and etc. But there's more we need to say about responding to unbelief. As we said, the argument in favor of the Christian worldview is that without it, you cannot prove anything. That's a big, big claim. Now, that's easy to say. Of course, he says uh, someone might be responding uh, by saying, but how do you know that? So that's what this chapter will entail. Right. And so he suggests that your answer would be something like this, that without the Christian worldview, there's no basis for scientific inference based on causality. Without the Christian worldview, there's no basis for classes or concepts or the laws of logic by which we uh, you know, reason deductively. Right. Without the Christian worldview, man does not have a mind by which he can investigate options and choose the truth based on evidence. He has only a brain controlled by electrochemical processes so that he can't help but say what he does say, right? Uh, that is to say, if the materialist is right, Bonson tells us, he has no reason to believe that he is right. He just has a brain that forced him to say and to think what he does. Right? <laughs> and so that's kind of a, you know, a wild uh, situation that the materialists find themselves in. Right. Right. And, and so uh, this is what we talk about when we talk about uh, granting the person the, the, the facts of their side and to do an internal critique. This isn't to say that, oh, uh, th this is what every single atheist that you encounter uh, absolutely believes, but this is to say, according to th uh, the uh, the atheistic or non-theistic, uh, non-Christian worldview, here's- Especially the materialistic one, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So when, when we kind of divvied up um, each kind of uh, belief system into how they view reality, uh, th this is the one that uh, um, I think a majority of, of Western people kind of hold to. Uh, who uh, uh, don't have a, uh, a deity as a belief system. And so this is saying, according to that understanding of a worldview, here's what you should think of reality. And when you have people say, no, 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 that's not what I think about reality at all. 
well, we, we'd have to say, well, you're living inconsistent to what your actual beliefs are. And so, um, that, that's, uh, that, that's kind of a, a point of attack, a, a discussion point that we can have with, with other people, uh, where we're then discussing, um, uh, kind of, uh, the nature of reality from, from their point of view. And so obviously we want to give them the, the other side, the Christian point of view, and that, that, uh, comes into effect when we do direct evangelism, but, uh, this kind of lays a foundation for, uh, where we can kind of have a, a discussion based on, uh, the, what the other person understands about, uh, everything. Yeah. What, what their basic claims ought to be right. based on what they're saying they believe. Right. 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 <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, finally, without uh, the Christian worldview, there could be no moral absolutes, including even the moral absolute that you shouldn't cheat in your lab report or statistics or that you shouldn't take out a gun and shoot your opponent to win an <laughs> argument that we discussed last time. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, th th there have been big, uh, big news when things in nature, a magazine or uh, um, uh, uh, Peter Bogosian and, and James, um, uh, I forget his last name, uh, they, they uh, faked some results to show how easy it was to get kind of the uh, social justice uh, 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 scientific papers through without any vetting whatsoever. And they, they showed how kind of impacted um, the so-called science journals are. Uh, James Lindsay, um, I just thought of it. Uh, yeah. they, they, um, they, they showed how easy it is to get uh, through the, the this, you know, uh, oh, all science does is they, they take a look at the data and repeat it. And, and that, that's all there is to science. And so, of course, when we uh, went over Mitch Stoat's book, we said, well, that's not at, uh, at all the, the, how science works because scientists aren't Mr. Spock. They, they're, they're people <laughs> and they, they exist in, in, in the world. And so um, to, to say, you know, science is a And in a particular culture and in a particular, you know, Absolutely. philosophical right. viewpoint, a worldview, you know, basically right. the same types of things we're, we're talking about. Right. And so we're saying, well, why shouldn't we do those things? If it if it progresses our ideology, if we believe that it's the best ideology, if we think uh, we know better than you, then why not lie? Well, lying's bad. Well, why? 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 Yeah. Why? 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 Why should that be the case? It, even if it goes against what your uh, 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 end goal beliefs are, what what if it's uh, to to have uh, equality among all people uh, is actually the 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 worst outcome? Well why should you present those facts as well? And so um, we, ha we have to figure that out from a worldview uh, perspective there. Mm -hmm. so those behaviors cannot be excluded unless you have a basis of moral absolutes. And the atheist has no basis for moral absolutes. Not that he can't be uh, moral, but that there's no basis for that morality. Right. No justification, no good reason right. to be moral from their worldview perspective. So he says, he might say, if we don't respect one another, if we start shooting each other, just think how unhappy society will be. So Would there you... it is. All right. So I guess they do have a reason. The reason <laughs> is we want society to be happy. But right. There's a problem with that, right? Right. So your response could be, well, yes, yeah, society will be unhappy, but so what? What? Why am I <laughs> under obligation to work for the happiness of society? Yeah, like, oh, right. Well, you might get a greater benefit out, out of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I make my own way. I don't rely on anybody. I don't care about having children and 
uh, perpetuating the the the, the flow of, of new offspring. Yeah. yeah, I I I have uh, sixty years or eighty years or however long uh, with the, the various technology to to get through the life, and I have to have the most amount of things at the end, and that's what makes me happy because. Uh, you can't take it with you, but I'm definitely going to try. Right. And you can't definitely can't take society with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. why should I care? Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's he suggests that this is how, you know, how if they're consistent, this is the way they should think about it. Right. I mean, why in the world should should we be concerned about these types of things? And so he says, you know, as he, he, he indicates that he said at the end of the previous chapter, when you use arguments of this kind, with an atheist or materialist, uh, you must not expect that they will say, oh, well, I guess my worldview has been destroyed and I have to become a Christian. <laughs> right? He says sometimes that may happen, but usually it won't happen. Right. And so he wants us to think about ways in which people try to avoid the pain of the logical consequences of their worldview. Right. <clears throat> Uh, so uh, starting on page 167, the first uh, kind of strategy that unbelievers often use is, uh, you know, you're talking to your professor and you're talking um, uh, to them and the, the, the uh, strategy will most likely be, uh, well, that's just not important. Uh, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about these, these underlying philosophical things. With philosophy, you can say anything. We, right. we don't care how we get there it we know that it works the system works we we've we can run it through the same petri dish test uh 70 million yeah, times just doing chemistry or bio we get the I same think. answer it doesn't matter so this this hand waving uh and pronouncing it is unimportant well does the issue suddenly become unimportant i mean this is the foundation of all society math or of science economics. at least yes so, uh, right science uh physics why do we care that the the ball goes down well gravity well why does gravity remain constant we don't ask those questions we just know that it is there's the pig there's the big g in the equation thank you newton uh but let, let's move on we we know the equation and we can plug in our various variables and and get the answer 10 times out of 10 and that should be good enough well but it is important because we, uh, how how do we know that the next day won't change it. He, mm. the, the other person may say, well, we're able to do science without answering that question because after all, we are doing science and I cannot answer your question. He thinks that's profound and he will think that's settled the, the matter. We don't need to solve these problems in order to do the work in our field. We we're just there and, and, and that's all there is to it. And so, right. It's kind of like, for them, right? right. It's kind of like, uh, it, Anytime you're watching Star Trek or a, a movie that where su science is suddenly invoked, uh, qu quantum mechanics that that that's the tachyon fields. Uh, the, the the that's the answer that can be that can be inputted. But why is that the case? Well, we just needed a plot device in here to have sciency words, and so n now we're moving forward because we right. we know the thing happened. We just need a way of explaining it. We've done it. All right, moving on. Right. So when we ask how do you justify the foundations of science. And then the scientist tells us, well, that's not important. He says, well, yeah, it kind of is, right? You need a foundation for doing something, right? And so he says, before we go further, uh, he's gonna you know, uh, complicate things, right? Uh, by teaching us um, uh, how to explain to the un unbeliever what we're talking about, right? Explain to the professor or the roommate, a fellow student, a business or associate, a neighbor, that they are indeed a believer, 
And that's what he wants to get at. Why? Well, he says, because the unbeliever is a believer, he will have a good point when he says, right, I don't have an answer to that question because we are able to do science or study literature or do sociology or whatever without answering your question. So Bonson admits, yes, that is a good point, right? I can do science. I can do all of these things without even answering that question, without even thinking about that question. He says, these concepts, we must understand that there are three of them, he says, before we come back to the unbeliever being a believer, because that's really what his claim is here. The unbeliever is really a believer, right? And so there is a believing. Uh, he's going to make three distinctions here, that there's believing, justifying a belief, and having a belief about a belief, right? right. So believing, <laughs> justifying a belief, and having a belief or beliefs about a belief. So he wants to clarify those things before he clears up this objection that, you know, well, we can do science without going through this. Okay, well, let's let's take a look at these various three concepts and then we'll come back to the objection. We're, we're able to do science without answering this question, right? right? So that's what he wants to take a look at. Right, and and you have to think too that, uh, you know, when, you, when you're engaging somebody in a topic of, you know, does God exist or, um, you know, uh, uh, Jesus takes away the sins of the world and you should put your entire faith in him and uh, and and uh, live your life inconsistent with biblical principles, uh, you might get some pushback. And the pushback that people tend to ask is, well, how can you believe all the uh, contradictions of the Bible? Or, you know, how can a loving God uh, allow all the evil? And hey, what do you know? We've covered two books just, uh, just on those two questions alone. And not, we're not saying that's not important. <laughs> But but this comes from from a transcendental argument of of, of with presuppositionalism, and so uh, this is maybe what you will run into when you're talking to people, uh, kind of going down this conversation route of well, but but we can do it. I don't I don't need to know that tomorrow is going to be like today. Uh, I I I uh, think the sun will come up tomorrow. Let, let's wait and see. And boom, there you go. Uh, so my my my. Uh, my knowledge has been justified, but because we just wait and see. And so here, here is where your answers might differ as far as uh, how you approach the subject. Uh, but this is a good way of kind of understanding these uh, differences between these different types of so-called beliefs. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, the difference between uh, believing something and being able to justify that belief is something akin to say, well, what if I say I believe that there that it's 96 degrees outside? How is that different from saying I know that it's 96 degrees outside? So, so he's making a distinction here, yeah, between believing and knowing, right? Right. right. <clears throat> so what's the difference then be between believing a proposition and knowing a proposition? Okay. When I know something, I believe it. It's true, and I have evidence for it. I can prove it, or if you prefer... I can justify or give an account for it. Simply put, knowledge is, and uh, this is this is uh, entry-level uh, understanding of what uh, the definition of knowledge is. Knowledge is a justified true belief. So those two right. things. So, justified, so we have a belief, right? Have it being belief. Yeah. Right. So we have a belief. It's true, and we have good reason to believe it. A justification, right? And so he says, when we have those three components, then we have knowledge. Now. You know, there are philosophical problems that have been raised with regard to this definition of, uh, of belief. They're called um, 
Um, there's a whole set of what's called Gettier problems, but uh, he doesn't deal with those things. This is really the basic uh, definition that most um, epistemologists, at least that's what I would think, uh, hold to, right? Knowledge is justified true belief, right? And so that's where he's going with this, um, with his approach here. Uh, all right, so next, right? He says, um, what about beliefs about our beliefs? Oh, we're getting meta here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, so this is a general truth about human nature. Though we think we are infallible about what we believe we aren't, right? And so by infallible, it means we think we're, we can't be wrong about what we believe, right? But he's, he's not, he, he suggests that that's not the case. He says, in some psychologically high stress or high intensity situations, we're often prone to be wrong about what we believe because we've been told that the really progressive or politically correct thing to do is to believe something. And yet in our heart of hearts, we really don't believe it. But we've been told to. And so we tell ourselves we believe it. Right. right. We put on the outward show, he tells us, and we want to convince ourselves that that's who we are and that's what we believe, even though we're not that and we don't believe that. And right. so the point he's trying to make here is that people can be wrong about what they actually believe, right? That's the point he's trying to make because we can be kind of forced into believing something and telling ourselves that we believe it when we, in our heart of hearts, really don't believe, right? right. <clears throat> he gives the illustration here of a a lady who has a bad kid. Remember that here, and where uh, he, this kid is in all kinds of trouble, and the lady just refuses to believe that her little angel has done anything wrong, right? <laughs> but she never leaves him alone with her purse. <laughs> right? So she knows he's an angel, but guess what? He's not going to be alone with her purse because you know the little angel will steal her blind, right? right, right. So she believes that he's an angel, at least she's attempting to convince herself that, but in her heart of hearts, she, she doesn't believe that and she's acting accordingly. And as we'll see here, that is what he's suggesting is going on with the uh, materialists, right? What they say and how they act are two different things, two different uh, issues here. Right. Right. We, we, we don't want to believe uh, uh, math because uh, the colonizers have come over and uh, they won the day. And so we have to reject all things uh, colonizers. And so uh, if, if you just Venmo me a payment of uh, $500, uh, you too can have your, your guilt washed away. And but wait, hold on. I thought math wasn't the thing. And so we, we shouldn't do that. Well, it, no, it it, it's it's good to to do that because you're you're getting outside of your comfort zone and you know i'm just helping you along the way so yeah <laughs> this this idea of of trying to convince ourselves of of facts and evidence that uh that uh, we don't want to be true because uh there are competing um interest at, at, at heart uh there and uh yeah the the kind of uh, calling it political correctness is kind of uh, fell out of old fashion uh, now, but uh, but that's essentially what what it is, and the, the kind of some of the examples that he brings up in the book. 
All right. Uh, so it's all about justifying a belief. So that's what that's what we want to do. We want to be able to justify our beliefs. Everyone wants to be able to justify our beliefs. Right. Again, that's one of the components of a definition of knowledge. Right. right. A, a belief that's true and it's justified. We have good reason to believe. Right. And these are the same questions that, again, uh, you as the Christian are are kind of uh, forced to uh, to argue too. Well, you know, if 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 God God uh, doesn't like sin. Why did he put uh, the the tree in the middle of the garden? And why didn't he just come and uh, you know uh, 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 smack the apple out of Eve's hand? What you know? So these are the questions that you have to answer. And so th- we're just saying, well, both sides have to answer this question. So okay, uh, we should love our wives uh, and 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 uh, uh, be monogamous when we promise monogamy. Well, why? If we're all just protoplasm uh, hitting around. Uh, if it's if it's better to to uh, advance the species, well, you know we should we should uh, uh, continue to uh, have relations with as many people as possible to to help that out. Isn't that the the the, the best way of doing this? Uh, monogamy is is a terrible way of doing it, other than sharing of resources. But just don't right. get caught. So right, and, and in fact, and then the next deeper question is why in the world should I care about advancing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm here to, uh, to help the species, and I'm going to do that by lying and cheating on my wife. So uh, that, that's that I'm 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 doing the noble thing, right? That that's what we want to do. We we want to be noble, but well, why? How am I able to justify that belief? So okay, when you kind of ask an atheist uh, chemistry professor about the problem of scientific indu- induction and how he can justify that on an atheistic worldview, he says, "I don't know how you justify it, but I've been acting on the belief." that nature is uniform and therefore I don't need to justify it. I've, I've, I've done the same experiment every day for 365 days. If I do it for another one. I bet you anything. I know what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> hold on. No. In fact, that's a red herring distracting you from what he's doing. He's answering a different question altogether. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That reminds me of that old uh, story about the, the farmer who bought a turkey. And uh, for 364 days, he, you know, he fed, the, he went out to a shed, got some feed and fed the turkey, did that every day for 364 days. Finally, he went out to the shed and of course, it's, the turkey's expecting food and he brings an ax. The, the, that day is Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? And right. so, yeah, you may think you can do this over and over again, but the problem of induction can bite you. You know, you can make you into a turkey. basically. <laughs> right. And so you need to be really careful. And so it says, you know, the question that the uh, the uh, chemistry professor, professor is making of the issue, the question is, you know, uh, you know, I don't have to justify, uh, you know, I've been acting on this belief that nature is uniform and therefore I don't need to justify it. He says, of course, he's not making sense, right? Uh, it, uh, that question, is, he's answering a different question. The question has nothing to do with what we're talking about. He says, and so we need to learn to say that, and very politely, he, he mentions, to bring all of this down to the point, Professor, I don't doubt that you believe in the uniformity of nature, right? But I asked you how you justify so, so notice there's a distinction there between the two kinds of questions. Right. And so he says, when an unbeliever cannot justify his beliefs, then the belief is just arbitrary, right? 
And as we saw in the last chapter, the two major sins intellectually are arbitrariness and inconsistency. So if I can just arbitrarily believe anything, then I can just believe anything, right? right? And of course, that's not an intellectually um, safe and honest position. Right. Yeah. You, you as the Christian couldn't just go, well, I just believe that the Bible is God's word. I don't, I don't need to justify it. It just is. And so they won't accept that position from you. Right. So 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 I don't need to justify induction. It just is. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Just shrug our shoulders and we all believe. Right. Until day 365. (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right, uh, but we need to go further. It, it's important as it is to point out this arbitrariness. It's far more important to drive home to the unbeliever's heart, not just that he believes something he can't justify, but that he believes it because, as the Bible says, he believes in God. You can say to your professor, it's obvious from your actions that you believe in the uniformity of nature. It's obvious from your actions that you believe in logic and in classes and concepts and deductive logic. It's obvious from your actions that you believe your mind is not just brain tissue. It's obvious from your actions that you believe in moral absolutes. Well, how can we account for all these things that you do? Right. Under, again, under the, the, the worldview that, that uh, you know, all, all that there is is just the matter that the you matter. can see and feel and smell and detect and touch and taste and uh, shoot electrons at. All those things are the only things that exist. Nothing else exists. Well, things like the laws of logic and numbers and the, uh, the love that you have for your children are, 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 are just either fake or those, those things in a physical capacity. And so you can, you can fall out of love with your children by adjusting your uh, brain chemicals for a day, and that means you no longer love them. And so you, you get over that. Every time you go to sleep, you no longer love your, your children because the dopamine levels are, aren't, aren't sitting there when you're thinking about them. So you, you've stopped loving your children at, at that point in time. So at least once a day, right? At least. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we're saying, well, how can you, how can you have these uh, things that where you operate in the, in the opposite of what you claim to believe? when it seems that you, you are operating in those things. And so that, that's the question on, on the table. Again, that both sides have to, have to provide an answer for here too. Right, so here's the issue, right? The issue is uh, the uh, materialist, the atheistic materialist doesn't seem to have a good justification, a good reason for, for believing that you know, induction is true, the mind exists apart from the brain, all of these types of things, right? And yet they seem to uh, 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 act as if indeed these things are true, but they don't have a good justification for it. Mm -hmm. So their actions are defeating what they say they believe, right? And so the point that Bonson is trying to make here is that by their actions, they're really saying that they do believe these things, right? So he says, how, how can we account for this? And he says the answer is in Romans 1.18. And it's a clear statement that everyone knows God. Right? Here's what the Bible says about why we're acting this way. You know the truth, and you're suppressing it in unrighteousness. And so he says when your professor is, in, is, is acting like this and saying these things, they're being intellectually uh, disreputable is what he calls it. <laughs> 
you know, the professor knows things and acts on things. His very behavior shows that he believes these things, and yet he will not admit it. He suppresses what he knows in unrighteousness. And uh, when you point that out, right, he's either going to, Barton tells us, uh, have to come up with a, you know, a justification, or he's going to have to go home and think long and hard about what you said to him. And of course, that's up to God, right? <laughs> right. Right, exactly. And so again, uh, we're we're coming at this from uh, an internal critique, and then uh, the external answer. So, uh, you 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 seem to to uh, uh, believe in, or you you act in such a way that you're you go against your primary beliefs. Here's here's the answer that we have, and it's Romans one. Here here's why you can have those things because we're all made in the image of God, and you're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. So. You, you're, you're still uh, unable to uh, fully deny who God is. And so uh, uh, we, we talked about in previous chapters, uh, uh, I think two or th four, uh, three episodes ago, about how the suppression, you still you're still maintaining contact in some way. We're not on two different reality fields here. And so we're offering an internal critique of why, why uh, atheists would believe in, in this fashion. And so Romans 1 gives us that internal consistency of, of why people act inconsistently. Oh, well, if everyone knows God, what, you know, why, why don't they all praise him? Well, here it is. Uh, sin yeah. uh, and suppression of the truth and unrighteousness, they, they don't want to believe, uh, but they still are unable to get outside of God's world. And so they're, they're actively in the state of suppression. They're actively uh, uh, disobedient, and so that, that's right, right. that's that's what this, we're doing here. Yeah, you know, and again, we take the lady with her, her little angel kid, who's a who's a you know a hellion, we might say, right? She doesn't leave the purse unwatched in front of him because she knows how he really is, even though she's desperately trying to convince herself that he's not that way. She's suppressing the truth about her uh, her son. And uh, the point he's making here is that the atheist is suppressing the truth about the true and the living God who actually does exist and is in control of his world. He doesn't want to believe it, even though he acts as if it is true mm -hmm. and doesn't have a justification for why he's acting that way, right? Well, right. he acts as if induction is the case and uh and doesn't have it and refuses to believe that god is in control of his world and that's why it's the case and and um and so he he knows it's the case he knows that there's a god who's in control of it and he yet he suppresses that knowledge that's the point here that bonson is trying to make right, right. so now we ask uh it, if if we, if we can still do the science if we can still do the logic well, are there problems then with this kind of self-deception? And I, I think uh, back to an episode where um, of Unbelievable with Justin Brierley. Uh, he had on uh, an atheist and believer. The um, uh, well, the agnostic uh, person was actually uh, uh, Sabine Hoffelder, who I uh, I reviewed her book on Lost Lost in Math, uh, where uh, she takes a very um, uh, a a theistic uh, point of view of science and saying, why are we trying to find beauty in the math of these uh, very big questions that we have? Why, why are we expecting to find beauty and simplicity? I thought we were uh, scientists and uh, th th these things are external of what science says. And so in, in this interview, she's saying uh, the, the idea of God, I'm, I'm so 
apathetic about who God is or if he exists. It doesn't, it doesn't even affect me when I do science and uh, trying to engage with her on, on the topic of belief in God and the ability to do science. It was a completely foreign concept to her uh, that, uh, that she was saying, it, it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'm not affected. I, if, if I never think about God uh, after this conversation, it doesn't affect uh, me whatsoever. But we would think that self-deception is, is, is a negative thing and it would impact us. If, if we're self-deceived and thinking that we're, we're uh, driving on the right side of the road, but we forgot that we took a plane trip and took some Dramamine and we're actually in the United Kingdom, well, we're self-deceived and thinking that we're still, uh, you know, supposed to be on the correct side of the road. I'm sorry, on the right side of the road. Everyone else is on the wrong side. See, that's how it works. And so, <laughs> yeah. so what, what are the problems then that, that come from self-deception? Well, it's not just that unbelievers are intellectually barren and cannot provide reasons for their belief in logic and science and morality. It's that they're deceived. They're self-deceived. And self-deception is crucial to understanding Christian apologetics. It's one of the, the things that we, we point out uh, uh, in, in Christian apologetics is saying, no, uh, God exists, and here are some reasons for uh, uh, why you should believe. When you're dealing with someone who is deceived and is deceived because he himself is doing the deceiving, you must not have the idea that if you go through the philosophical puzzles, he'll admit he's wrong. It's, it's not a, a uh, look, one plus one equals two. Okay, good. We're in agreement. God exists. Uh, congratulations. Let's get you baptized right. and, and, and we'll, we'll, put a, we'll put a Bible in your hand. Well, if we're right. dealing with a computer, he says, uh, it might be that simple. But you're dealing with a person who is running away from God, this act of suppression. Mm -hmm. It's not all of a sudden, okay, here's the secret, Romans 1. Uh, uh, um, in, in their self-deceptions, they, they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And as soon as you point out where they're being uh, uh, inconsistent, well, that, 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 that removes the self-deception and the scales fall off their eyes and accept <laughs> Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Well, no, they're, no, no, no. they're actively suppressing so much so that they can even actively suppress to do things that we're probably seeing in today's culture uh, uh, coming about. Uh, you know, uh, t taking children to strip club is is a okay because it's it's <laughs> it's family oriented, and if you put family oriented before it, it's it's just fine. So That's it's family right. that, yeah. that makes it good. Yeah. So yeah. This reminds me of uh, Nancy Piercy. Remember in her book Finding mm -hmm. the Truth, she gives several illustrations of this very same thing. I you know I'm recalling one about Marvin Minsky, the famous MIT professor. Uh, you know, who's best known, she tells us for the phrase that the human brain is nothing but a three pound computer made of meat. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so then he's asked, well, does that mean that we must embrace the modern scientific view and put aside the ancient myth of voluntary choice? Right. That is that we have free will. Well, if we're just a computer, we don't have free will. And so we don't we can't make our own choices. Right. And so Minsky says, no, we can't put that aside. Right. Why not? Well, Minsky goes on to say that no matter that the physical world provides no room for freedom of the will, the concept is essential to our models of the mental realm. In other words, we can't help but act as if we have free will. Well, wait a minute. If that's the <laughs> case, then why don't you just say it, right? Why are you suppressing the truth about it with your you know, philosophical position? And that's the point that here that uh, I think um, Bonson is trying to make here, right? It's just uh, they, they're suppressing the truth. And so they're, they're deceiving themselves. And so this, this issue of self-deception.
And so he, 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 Bonson gives us an illustration. He says, how badly do some people want to turn away from God? Some people will give up their intellect rather than admit that they've been rebelling against God. He says, that's not the sort of thing that, you know, we ordinarily see. After all, most people aren't pressed to see that they can't be reasonable without a Christian worldview. View. But from time to time, he tells us, there are unbelievers who, you know, come up against the implications of their unbelief and finally say, okay, that's it. I'll be irrational. Anything to keep my unbelief, right? And and he gives us an illustration of this, right? Right. Yeah, it, it, this is this is uh, um, from 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 Piercy's book. It it, it uh, the the nihilism chapter of uh, it, uh, it's probably good for you to take uh, as much narcotics as possible in order to 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 get over your your sense of loss that there is meaning in the universe. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, and so so giving up irrationality to maintain an inconsistent worldview is yeah. Is... I'm gonna give up my rationality in order to hold on to my you know worldview that's right. inconsistent and irrational, right? I'm gonna say okay, then forget being rational. I'm not gonna be logical, right? And and he gives us a, another illustration. Yeah, kind of an easier one because uh, uh, I, I I don't know if 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 I mean I know they still are around, but I'm not sure uh, if we we see these people at the airport anymore. But uh, right, that, right. in the in the greatest uh, comedy of all time, Airplane, uh, this was uh, uh, something that you can still see there. <laughs> so he says, what I'm getting at is that sometimes people give up their rationality rather than give into the Lord Jesus Christ. And to the revelation that God, uh, uh, that the revelation of God, uh, that's all around them, and he says that sometimes he's spoken to the Hare Krishna devotee, and Hare Krishna tells me that my problem is that I'm on this wheel of life, and I'm still thinking in terms of distinctions. I have this Western mentality, and I'm oppressed by that. I need to realize that all is one, and there is no distinctions. If if you don't have get that enlightenment, you'll never get off that wheel of life and finally get to the grand place of nirvana and nirvana is yeah. more than just a band from seattle uh, it's this this uh kind of heavenly place where all is one and one is all and you exist in this cosm of infinite pleasure and and goodness and uh, you never have to go through the cycle of life again because you, amen you ascended brother. to it <laughs> and so bonson says okay now let me make sure i got this right there are no ultimate distinctions right uh, he says, but then there can't be any distinction between where I am and nirvana either, right? Because if all is one, then I'm in nirvana. So, you know, according to their worldview, I don't need to do any meditation or worry about the will of life because I'm already there in nirvana because there's no distinctions at all, right? right. And so now they're caught, right? You're making distinctions. There are no distinctions. You need to, you know, let loose of these distinctions so that you can be part of Nirvana. Well, if there are no distinctions, I'm already in Nirvana. So thank you very much. Have a nice day. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he says, well, how does the, you know, how are Krishna um, respond? Does he say, well, I have to look at a different religion, right? Sometimes by God's grace, he says that might happen. But often a person trained in Eastern philosophy will say, there you go with your Western logic, right? And so he tells us that this person is caught then in a contradiction, right? Nirvana, no nirvana, no distinctions, but yet there is a distinction, right? And so his way of squeezing out of the inconsistency of his worldview dilemma is to say, 
Logic is not important. You're a Westerner using logic on me like this is just a trick. I know better. You know, that um, then that because you've been taught, this person's been taught that all is one and logic is misleading. And Bonson tells us this is a case of a person who ends up saying, I will give up rationality rather than to admit that I'm wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. I'll yeah. be totally irrational rather than to admit that I'm wrong. Yeah, this is uh, this is the the uh, Simpsons meme of uh, uh, Principal Skinner saying, "Is it true? Am, am I truly out of touch with with uh, what's cool and what's youth?" Well, no, it's the children who are wrong, and so it's just a, a hand wave away, and and you you don't have to to understand that that being cool is being part of the the zeitgeist that even kids would think is cool. So there's a meme explained for you. <laughs> So he says that he has two responses to this type of thinking, and here's one of them. Well, you reject logic. Well, then you don't meditate on that one. So if uh, again, <laughs> if if you reject logic, well, then I have to think about it to reject it. So then I don't reject logic, and so we we should yeah. think about that. Or Very, the idea is so you reject logic and you don't reject logic. Right. Exactly. Because and both of those are true. Yes. <laughs> Meditate on that, right? <laughs> it says, do you know what I'm getting at? A man who says I reject logic has no right to demand logical consistency. If he rejects logic, it's not, it's not the case that he rejects logic. The minute he rejects logic, he can't argue with me anymore. It means that I can say anything I want. I can say if he does reject logic, then he doesn't. And so it, it, it allows for rationality to come in. All is one, one is all, then I am you and you are me, and there's no distinction. So I, I, I'll take my wallet that's in your back pocket, please. You, you can't <laughs> yes. say no. You can't say this yeah. is mine. You can't, you can't do that. And, and once you say, no, that's wrong, oh, hold on. You're entering in Western uh, hubu bubu logic, and, and <laughs> what you're doing is wrong. You'll never go to nirvana that way. So I will please take my my wallet, please. Maybe that's yeah. why they, they reject physical things so they don't get robbed all the time. So. <laughs> and of course, Bonson says that this is, you know, that, that, that it's not just a little joke. He's telling the person, right, that th this seriously, that you can escape the demands of logic because you can't escape uh, living in God's universe and being God's child. And you're going to have to answer your heavenly father someday, right? So... Uh, yeah, okay, you're attempting to give up logic, but really, you can't live in the world without it, right? I remember that old quip that says even the, uh, you know, the uh, Hindu looks both ways before he crosses the street because it's either him or the bus, right? Right, yes. <laughs> there's, there's nothing real except for the honking. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's one response. Here's the other response in a more uh, sociological, and, and it's very simple. When he says that he rejects logic, he can say, then please speak up into the microphone. Let everybody know that. If you're not going to come to Jesus Christ as your true Lord, if you're not going to bend the knee here, then I want you to testify to God's goodness and truth by telling the world that the only way you can avoid becoming a Christian is by rejecting logic. So if, if that's the case, be, be truthful and honest. If, if you have no justification for believing in, in logic other than uh, because I want to uh, say that. Oh, it, it's helpful to me, but I don't really know. Uh, it seems to be uh, maybe part of the universe, but I, I can't see it. And so therefore I should reject it uh, because it's not uh, a tangible thing that I can test or, 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 or allow. And so I should tell people clearly uh, there's no such thing as logic. 
at least be honest in that. And then mm. when people go, well, but aren't you trying to convince me of uh, your version of math or the, the, the scientific endeavor that you're trying to set out? But if, if you're putting, if you're putting your paper of saying, uh, 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 dear Microsoft, I plan to prove that uh, the, the, the quantum computer is able to, uh, to beat any computer that you have uh, 20-fold, and he, here's the process which I plan to do it. Here's, uh, I, I request $20 trillion in order to do that. Well, you're presenting an argument of, of logic there of saying, if then this, then also conclusion that. And so, but you have no justification for it. And so putting forth that paper, at least say, uh, here's some scribbles on a paper, uh, uh, give me money because I want to. And so right. that's, that, that, that's what we should be doing. <laughs> right, and so he presses the Hare Krishna with the idea of, you know, if you're going to reject it, then be upfront with it and say the only way that you can avoid becoming a Christian is by rejecting logic. Right. And just be honest and tell people that and see if the person is willing to say that, right? So you're saying the only way that, uh, the, the, you know, that you can avoid being a Christian is by rejecting logic? You know, and, you know, I mean, it's obviously it will be difficult for a person to try to say that, right? Even right. though they believe that. Right, exactly. All right, so that's the end of uh, chapter nine. And so uh, now the question is, okay, well, that's atheism. But Christianity is just one of a billion other religions out there, including uh, the religion of Bill, who Bill is the only member, and sometimes he's not even in good standing with his own religion. And so... <laughs> So there's, there's, there's more answers out there. There's more uh, uh, th things that exist above reality. How, how does Christianity know that they're the only one possible? And it seems like this, this might work for, for atheists, this, this, oh, well, you really do know. But there are people that uh, say, no, that, that's not the way. There's another way. So how do we deal with that? And so Bonson uh, is, is gonna kind of do a uh, shotgun approach of quick responses to different religions. And his uh, way of dealing with that is actually on similar path to what he's done here uh, with, with atheism. With well. the atheists, yeah. Right. So we'll begin to take a look at that next time. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so again, uh, uh, grab the book. The link are, is in um, all the descriptions, uh, cavetothecross.com. Uh, you can go there for all the short clips as well. Uh, I think uh, by the time you get to this, we'll have all our videos even up on Rumble for those who want to reject the evil tyrannical overlords of YouTube and uh, go watch it there. Uh, we're also on Odyssey as well, and you can uh, watch even the uh, episodes on uh, caveofthecross.com. We have book reviews and uh, uh, all sorts of different uh, stuff that piques our interest uh, um, uh, there as well. Uh, grab the book. It's got a glossary in the back of, for each chapter, discussion questions. Uh, so it's a good little uh, uh, study guide here, too, that uh, you can go along uh, with as well. And um, we're kind of uh, approaching the end. So um, uh, uh, we've got uh, two more chapters here, and uh, then we'll figure out what our next book is. And so thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time as we uh, see if Christianity is the one true religion. See you next time.